Oh, hello there. I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you are currently listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great other podcasts are. How completely self-obsessed. That was like our intro if we, if we were on NPR. Oh my gosh. And it's going to be on NPR. I have this feeling they're going to pick us up. Lauren, last week at the top of the show, you uh, pulled something out. Do you remember oh. Do you remember what you shared with, like, you, with the group? Are you talking about the, the note that I received? Yeah, from the email mom? from Cindy, my, yeah. my mother. But I must say, I, I didn't do that. I mean, that was... Oh, well, the, okay. sure, but you shared it on air. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, okay. I did. Even if it I wasn't solicited. Ask. Okay, true. Okay. Um, you know, and it was like, it was fine. Like, Cindy's got some good tips. She does. Yeah, she legit, legit tips. We now have like some, some no-no words that we can't use. Right. You will notice a change in the podcast today. Yeah, it's true. Um, but there were also a couple embarrassing things that were included, so... I thought to I wasn't maybe embarrassed. Balance this. No, I for was, me, I was not embarrassed <laughs> by any of your mom's. I tips. was embarrassed. <laughs> so to balance the scales and just to give our listeners like a little like fun childhood Lauren story. I'm nervous. I solicited the help of a one Sherry Pizzell. Oh no, she tells me everything and she didn't tell me. She's uh, really bad at keeping uh, secrets. Um, I. Texted her. I just went straight to the point and said, give me something embarrassing on Lauren. Oh, boy. Yeah. So as you can imagine, there were plenty of things to choose from. Yes. What do you think she picked? I'm not going to tell you an, a <laughs> bonus embarrassing two. story. I need to get two. Okay. She, this isn't actually embarrassing. It's actually adorable. That's I bet how, it, yeah, I was going to say, I bet it's something dumb I did when I was little. <laughs> it was. Your life is not actually embarrassing. It's adorable. Um, she uh, shared the story that I already knew, but she wanted to share the story about Kathleen and Donald. Oh, gosh. Who were Kathleen and Donald to you, Lauren? They were my... I mean, I was an only child, and I <laughs> sometimes was lonely, and they were my very real imaginary brother and sister. How old? I mean, I think I was, I had to have been like three. And three. and shoot us uh, Kathleen and Donald's last names. Um, Kathleen's last name was actually Donald, <laughs> and Donald's last name was Frosty. Correct. And I That's pictured correct. Donald to be Donald Duck. That's like in my head. Yeah. And then Kathleen was, remember those little, like, little tykes toys? Or it was like oh, Fisher yeah. Price. Oh, yes. The little yes. dolls. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like the one, the woman in the blue dress yeah. with the yellow ponytail. That's what I thought Kathleen <laughs> looked like. <laughs> okay. I just need to repeat that your brother and sister, imaginary brother and sister, were Kathleen Donald and Donald Frosty. I'm not embarrassed. About no, this. it's not that embarrassing. It's really, actually, really cute. Um, the other piece of information that, uh, that Sherry shared was, um, how you how your brother and sister like like left the family like how you uh, no longer had these imaginary tragic. friends it was well, i mean it didn't really traumatize me at the time no but it's very sad right so it turns out they got jobs and moved to pittsburgh i Is know that right i know they just <laughs> hit the road i can remember oh though God. i remember this very clearly like because when people find out about kathleen yeah and donald they want to know all the time yeah. Like what they're up to. And by the way, they were always doing things I wasn't allowed to you do. You mean like when you were a kid. Right. Adults would be like, oh, Lauren, right. what's Catalina doing? And they were always doing things I wasn't allowed to yeah. do. Like their favorite activity <laughs> was to walk around in the parking lot without shoes on. Something I suppose I was not allowed to do. Wait, at Redwood Swim Club? You mean? No, I was too little. Oh, Just sure, any sure, old sure. parking lot. Any parking lot. Yeah. Because you, the swim club where we grew up swimming had... Like large, sharp rocks in the parking lot. Right. So, but I feel like that kind of parking lot, you know, not to. But like I would tr- anyway. I was tr- always barefoot. I know, but the tricky parking lots are the ones that look okay, but That's then they have like so surprise hot glass. Tar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You're so right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, anyway, so people, they were troublemakers. They, they were and, bad. Yeah, and people. So people are always like, "How are Kathleen and Donald?" Yeah. And I remember one time just being like. So fucking sick of talking, <laughs> making a huge shit about them. Like as like a three year old, this is no, your no, inner I totally dialogue. remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like they're they're gone. They moved to fucking Pittsburgh, guys. <laughs> Forget. I have zero more stories. They don't even email me. Like I don't even know. I just can't even with a th- like. Can you imagine asking a three year old like, oh hey cutie, like what are your imaginary friends doing? 
And the three-year-old's like, they moved to Pittsburgh. Right. They got jobs. Yeah, they, <laughs> like, they're real people. They're how did busy. You even know that people like got jobs and like moved to different cities? Like your parents hadn't done that. No, but my dad traveled a lot. Yeah, so that's I kind true. of knew that that and was had, an option. And you had family in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that that was an option. That's so... I just think that's anyway, so funny. That was an okay story to bring up. I'm not too embarrassed about that. No, it's really you. not embarrassing. Fun. I love surprises. That I know, I know. And I, I had a feeling... I mean, like, I elicited an embarrassing childhood story, and I kind of knew it was just going to end up being adorable, because you're... Childhood well, was there adorable. are some embarrassing ones. Sherry, thank you, mom. Thanks for <laughs> she, she using was looking that one. You. I mean, I'm trying to think if I even know like some legitimately embarrassing ones. I don't think I do. Oh, oh. you're maybe, just maybe trying. I do. You're we'll trying to trick offline. me or again. No, I'm like, not. We'll, I don't know. We'll talk like, about them offline. We'll talk okay. about them offline. Okay. One other childhood story of yours that I just love um, is the chicken one. Will you will you tell that super quickly? Oh, we my parents were having a dinner party and I wasn't really stringing sentences together yet but i could say words but my first sentence really was like my mom served the dinner and i go what the hell is this chicken <laughs> as, like, as like a like a one and a half a high chair yeah yeah like as baby and i mean that's more a reflection of my parents than me. you don't <laughs> well, blame fair. the child that is very fair like where do you think i got that like yeah. sesame street right <laughs> like no. you weren't coming up with these words on your own right and when you say parents Probably your dad. Yeah, but it's actually pretty impressive that like that. What a good use of the word. What the hell is this? No, it was all in the correct context. And also, I mean, I think it was chicken. Yeah, like nailed I it. I always think it's funny because like your parents were vegetarian, right? No, mm, not, not at the not time. Not at the time. No. Oh, okay. That that to me seemed funny. Like like you were eating vegetables and you were like, "What the hell is this?" Chicken? I'm pretty sure it was chicken. Yeah, it must. Yeah. I mean, listen, I trust you well, were I smart even then. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. Chicken. Uh, can you guys stand it? Okay, we're gonna post a picture of Monty, and we're gonna post a picture of Baby Lauren because it was really you. cute. Okay, fine. That wasn't that wasn't too bad. Thanks. You're welcome. It was a fun surprise. Do we have any corrections from the last episode? I don't think so. We haven't had any corrections in a long time, which makes me nervous. We don't even have corrections on my mom's tips. Like Those just zero she was kidding, corrections. and everything's Ze- perfect. Nope. <laughs> zero corrections there. Damn it. We'll have to make some mistakes this time so that yeah. next, next week we'll have some things to say what's in something, segment. What's something shocking and outrageous we can say? Oh my gosh. I would, I, I think that you I think um, the Lindenberg baby deserved to be taken. Oh, good one. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're getting I think at. That, yeah. I think that baby that had baby a comment. asked for it. <laughs> that baby was like dressing like a skank i think that baby opened the window yeah to be honest oh my gosh is that right is it lindenberg that's the right right name yeah 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 Yeah, okay you're right i think that baby planted the ladder and snuck out totally (laughs) deserved every (laughs) single bit okay so we might have a correction next time maybe well well, fact checkers like see about that yeah do we have a sponsor this week of course we do. Uh, I, I mean, we? I knew my, my paycheck came in, so yeah. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, this week, our sponsor is Goose Island. Where my geese is at? Am I right, Eric? Where have all the geese gone? I bet you've asked yourself these questions daily at a minimum for most of your life. I don't know about you, but I love their smells, the way they leave their feathers all over the place, like adorable little love notes, their mating calls, the way they caress your face. I can't get enough, and that's why all I want for Christmas is a one-way ticket to Goose Island. Goose Island is an island full of geese, a place where they can be free to be themselves. Squawk, flap, shit all over the place. Imagine yourself running through a flock of them, your hair blowing in the wind, you're laughing like an insane moron. Also, you're drunk, because I googled Goose Island, and I learned that it's beer. So here's what I think is going on here, okay? Like, I think that Goose Island beer is actually sponsoring Wait. Goose Island, the island where you go and hang out with the Wait, gooses. I it sort of sounds like you're going off script I'm getting to the bottom of this. Okay, so Goose Island is beer, but it's also an island where you can hang out with gooses. And just, like, Google it and, like, enter promo code podcast pod drunk and get... <laughs> Your first free class airline ticket to wherever you silent no, is. No, I don't think that's. I don't think that's right. I'm sorry to say. Um, do you have any evidence proving me I, wrong? I I really well, don't. Well, then I guess we can move feel, on now. Okay, uh, all right. Thank you to our sponsor, Goose Island. <laughs> uh, and remember, if you have any complaints about that um, podcast pod drunk 
code not working, you can email uh, Lauren at loveyourpodcast oh. at gmail.com. <laughs> it's going to work. I have faith. Um, let's listen to something that I'll actually enjoy listening to. Like okay. the first clip. This is great. It's This American Life. Not epi- familiar. Oh, of course. What is that? Um, It's the podcast. That, oh, what? The mother of all podcasts. The mother of what? <laughs> um, I'll tell you when you're older. Okay. What if we started a podcast uh, like podcast all about podcasts and we like didn't know anything about that podcasts. doesn't sound like it'll work. We like tried to play like Howard Stern, like serious radio and just put the mic up to it. Well, it's worth a shot. <laughs> um, this is this from this American life episode five forty five. Uh-huh. Uh, it's called, if you don't have anything nice to say, say it in all caps. And it's of course, Ira is the host and Lindy West is the guest. And, um, this is, episode deals with internet trolls and they're hard to find they're sneaky because they say shit and then they hide in the internet yeah and you they're can't all anonymous find them yeah they're like wearing camo yeah and but this american life found one and okay so lindy west is this like talented hilarious outspoken feminist and she has some serious haters online and in her book shrill which is really good i recommend it mm-hmm. she talks about she fights for like women like gay people and fat people those are like her three platforms kind of um and people hate this about her and they i don't know how she makes it through her day like all the hate i don't you have to be really strong and um after her father died she wrote an obituary and um it was published and someone created a twitter handle solely in order to mock her um can you imagine yeah it's the craziest thing um it was supposed to seem like it was Lindy's dead father tweeting at her. And on it, the troll, like, it, it, on the the troll would talk on Twitter about how much he hated his stupid, stupid daughter, Lindy. I mean, can you imagine after your father dies seeing tweets from someone trying to impersonate him talking about how much he hated you? I don't care how strong you are. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I but what's crazy, more crazy, is that they found this person and that he was willing to talk and apologize. No, because I I have to think that so many of these people say these hateful, hurtful things because they know, like, they'll never have to be accountable for them. So I am really surprised that this guy was willing to cop to it. It's amazing. It's, like, maybe the only time this will ever happen. And in this clip, Lindy interviews the troll and truly tries to understand him. And the troll seems remorseful. And he even gave money to a cancer foundation in Lindy's father's name because Lindy's father died of cancer. Um, so let's listen. How, how did you even find out that my dad died? How did you? I went to my computer. I Googled you. Found out you had a father who had passed. Um, I found out that he had, you had siblings. I forget if it was three total. I have two siblings. So. Did you read his obituary? I believe I did. I knew he was a musician. Yeah, I wrote that. I wrote his obituary. What I did was this. I created a fake Gmail account using your father's name. Created a fake Twitter account using his name. The biography was something to the effect of um, my name is Oh, I'm sorry, I forget the name, the first name. His name was Paul West. He said, I wrote, my name is Paul West. I've got three kids. Two of them are great, and one of them is an idiot. Yeah, you said, embarrassed father of an idiot. Okay. Other two kids are fine, though. And uh, then That's you, much more worse. And you got a picture of him. I did get a picture of him. Did you? Do you remember anything about him? Did he, did, did you get a sense of him as a human being? I read the obit, and I knew he was a dad that loved his kids. How did and, that make you feel? Not good. I mean, I felt horrible almost immediately afterwards. You tweeted something along the lines of, good job today, society, or something along those lines. Yeah. It just wouldn't, for the, for the first time, it wouldn't leave my mind. I love how the troll can't even remember like what Lindy's father's name was or right. like anything. And he just says, I, 
I knew that he was a dad who loved his kids. Like how, what, what, I mean, I, I guess it's a, like, I can't imagine any dark part of my soul thinking that this was okay. I'd like to think that I could never do this, but if you listen to the whole clip and you should, he really, Lindy gets to the, to the bottom of what was going on in his mind. And he was, he admits he was unhappy and he said, I, I was overweight and, and you're, you're fat and you don't mind and you talk about how you don't care and that made me angry that I I was fat and I hated myself and I wanted you to hate yourself too and I was in this terrible place and that's why I did it and but I just keep on thinking I don't know like what kind of dark place I'd have to be in that that's not the only explanation yeah there's uh, there's also like there's also got to be some innate hate in your heart but I do think that that what this episode gets at is that like people lash out because of insecurity. Mm-hmm. I do think that's so many times at the heart of it. It's so funny because you you hear about like bullies and you think about bullies in middle school and stuff. And yeah. people are always like they're just like sad inside and yeah. they hate themselves and they're my jealous. whole I swear to god my whole life I've been like that's not true. Like, yeah. they love themselves. Like yeah. it's really hard to to realize that they hate themselves. They fucking do. Yeah. Yeah. They it's hard to believe yeah. that because it doesn't seem like it. And as an adult, I think you start to see, well, first of all, as an adult, you realize like everyone's faking it. Like no one actually has their stuff together. No one actually knows what they're doing. Of course you, you have confidence in certain aspects and you have certain skills, but like, you know, I think about like in the professional world, it's like the meanest people I really do think are the ones that are the least secure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that proves to be so true as an adult. I even must admit at work, if I ever get a little bitchy, it's because I'm afraid. Yeah. Like it's cause I don't understand something. Yeah. Like when I find myself like, Whoa, Lauren, like calm down. Yeah. It's cause I don't know something. Yeah. Or you're afraid. Like for me, it's like, I'm afraid I can't do it. I can't do it all. I can't fit something in yeah. or I, I, I haven't quite figured out the problem, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. But do you think that, I mean, does it, does it make it any better that he apologized? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I I think so. I think that it's tricky because maybe it's setting this precedent that, like, you can do this type of thing if you, you know, atone for it, which is not true. But, you know, certainly we do have to give him credit for realizing. It's unbelievable. Being self-aware and yeah, And also, the fact that he said these things, like, I hope that he realizes what he did to, like, show people what's on the inside of a troll because like yeah. we didn't really know i mean you can guess yeah but we like, assumed right but yeah you're right it's like we're not getting first-hand accounts no of trolls no yeah um have you ever had any negative feelings from other people on the internet oh for sure i i am the person that um is too political on facebook and so I'll, I'll get into the fight, you know, I'll get into the argument. And the problem with that is really, and like I am at fault for sure is like, I don't think anyone getting into those fights on Facebook is really open to changing their mind. And a couple of times I've gotten into like progressive or uh, like, you know, dialogues that are actually like, you know, could be positive. Um, but most of the time, anytime you're disagreeing about stuff like that, it's not going anywhere. Do you ever unlike yeah. like people because of what? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Two hundred percent. I don't know. Do you agree with that? I I totally will defriend a person because they say something that I think like is at its core like an opinion that is so different from mine that I don't want to be associated with that. I, this is crazy because I feel like most people do that. I've I've probably only unfriended like two people because was, of like a view or yeah. a no, statement not of a view just because i'm like why am i friends with this person <laughs> no, like, no no i mean you meaning you wouldn't be quick no, to unfriend someone because no of that. Yeah. i think it's because i'm so interested like i definitely have those moments where i'm like i want to say something and i'll type something in the comment box yeah and they'll be like delete it lauren it's, it's not worth ugh, it it's not it never is Mm-mm. and it makes you more stressed out and it makes you it, look crazy yeah, like completely i find anytime i engage with that nonsense like it only like eats away at me. And and I'm like, someone else is thinking this. Like I'm, yeah. maybe someone else will say something. I, I don't need to say this. Well, and I think maybe that's part of why I don't, why I defriend or unfollow is because it, it is hard for me to avoid that a and B like, I don't want to get stressed out by it. I don't want to see it. Yeah. I even will block people on Twitter who I don't know. Someone who like responds to someone that I follow 
with something hateful or hurtful. I just like block that person so I'll never ever have to see anything they write ever. What again. does that say about me? I mean, I do love fighting. Like I love the housewives. Yeah. Like arguing. Maybe I just like love like but conflict. That's, I don't that's know. That's such low state conflict. And I think I think you are just an open person and I think you are quicker to imagine you're you're more empathetic than me. I think that you will you mm-hmm. are more quicker you are more quick to imagine the perspective of the of the other person, whereas I'm like Disagree, okay. block, delete. But I must say, when someone stands up for what I think and they say it, yeah. I do. I get up and I do a victory dance. In fact, yeah. I've seen your comments. Yeah. I've seen you say things and I've been like, thank God someone said something. I yeah. just am too big of a pussy to do it. I'm sitting there like hoping <laughs> someone else does it. But I don't think you are because you would always say it in per- I think if it was like a group of people and they were having disagreements, I, I know you to stand up for what yeah, you believe in. I would in person. And I think yeah. that's If the I was thing confronted, like, but this isn't like someone confronting me. Right. But it, it just comes down to like whether or not you think fundamentally it's like productive to like say these things on social media. Yeah. And I happen to think there is good that could come of that and i think you probably more wisely are like that often doesn't yield like productive results no you know what i mean yeah different strokes for different folks i guess for me too if i'm posting i'm thinking i want folks out there who are my friends to know that i am an ally or i'm in support of them or that they're heard yeah, or that's, something that's what's so good about it because we need people to be saying what's right and what yeah. they believe we yeah. don't need people to count we don't need the assholes to get all the the voice yeah you know? yeah like right and I, and this is probably you know i'm sure many would think this is really brave of me but um i did go on social media to say that i don't think lindy west's dad was um disappointed in her <laughs> oh yeah well i liked that comment so thanks yeah but also the ridiculous of that is shown by like yeah like who would ever think to do anything besides like show support in a time where someone's someone's relative and you know what i away. i hate to say this this might have to be an our correction thing yeah it would be slightly more okay slightly 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 go on more okay like a tiny I would understand it more if if it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, like sure. my idiot daughter. Like that's not, come on. Like it, yeah. poorly done. Poorly done. Yeah. No, no, no. Nothing. Nothing good comes of it. Comes of that. No, I hear you. I mean, it I, wasn't I even think, like a funny. Yeah, because I do think comedy, uh, it, like, allows those boundaries to be pushed for sure. Right. I see what you're saying. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I see we'll what you're edit that out, or I'll apologize later. No. But. <laughs> Or neither. No. No, um, I'll, I'll apologize. I, I just I, think the thing I keep going back to is like, why? Like, I see people attack other people on social media. I'm like, why? Why did you take the time? Like, what What did you get out of that? Yeah. Why this person? Why this Why this poor woman? Like, I, I just don't, I just genuinely do not understand. Well, I swear, listen to the whole thing and you kind of will understand him a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, like it's right. such a brave thing to, for Lindy to go over this again, yeah. like have to like torture herself again by going over it. But such a service to everyone. Who yeah. Listens. Um, good clip. That yeah. was a good one. Thanks. Uh, so clip number two is from Buzzfeed's Internet Explorer. Um, I love the description for the podcast, which is um, Buzzfeed's Internet Explorer explores the weirdest corners of the Internet. So you don't have to. <laughs> I just think that's so funny. Um, how thoughtful of them. How thoughtful of it. I mean, granted, I do sort of want to explore the weird corners. I mean, of I do internet. it anyway. I but, know. Yeah. I dig around. But the, at least they like they give you like somewhere to start. All right. So that's good. Um, the hosts are Bud- BuzzFeed editors Ryan Broderick and Katie Natopoulos. And this week's guest, the guest on this episode, which is why hoaxes will never die, is an editor from BuzzFeed Canada, Craig Silverman. And he's also, I guess, sort of like a hoax expert i would call him a hoax guru i would call him call him a hoax person. director of hoaxes <laughs> i would call him a social media person um isn't it funny that buzzfeed is like such a legit thing now yeah i mean some of those articles are better than the i New know York Times. <laughs> it's true some of their editorial articles are really strong mm-hmm. i mean you know i think part of that is like the work environment like they set up a really great thing for writers Anyway, um, so as you can tell by the title and by their special guest, this is all about sort of internet hoaxes and why they're so prevalent right now. Um, we've all seen like 
those ads at the bottom of articles that try to convince you like that the nerdy kid from boy meets world is transgender now and is now al fanning you know what i mean like they have the two pictures and it's like those are different people um but these things circulate like like people post stuff people share stuff and hoaxes get circulated really easily you know um so this clip they're discussing a hoax that was widely shared a couple years back um you might have even seen it the story was that uh there is a family in Singapore that their family tradition is to have the entire family gather around to watch the son have sex for the first time. Now, mind you, before we get into anything, that is what my family right. does. Like, that is a normal thing for the Brodericks, right. but not for most And people. they uh, hope one day Ryan will have sex. He has not yet, <laughs> but they are preparing for that. One day. And it came with, it was from some <laughs> website that was something like the East Asia Express. Um, and you're like, oh, maybe I've just never heard of this site because it's from another country. And it was they had a photograph of, you know, a sort of middle-aged woman watching a young man and a young woman have sex in what looked like an apartment. <laughs> and I saw this and I, you know, I forwarded it on to Craig because I was like, Craig, this, this is fake, right? This has got to be fake. They're, they're, sometimes the story is too good to be true. And you were like, this is definitely fake. And not only that, it has been going around the internet in various forms for like six months or something. Um, I think... Part of the reason why we continually believe in these hoaxes is because, like, real news, it get, just gets crazier and crazier. Yeah. I mean, normal, not made up news right. would just seem boring. Right. Well, it's true. <laughs> but, like, you go to CNN and, like, insane things are happening. Like, 20 years ago, if they tried to tell us about Octomom, we'd be like, come on, buddy. We're not that gullible. <laughs> or, like, Donald Trump running for president. <laughs> right. We'd be like, yeah, good one. Right. Um... Had you heard about this hoax? Had you like seen anything about no, it? No, I hadn't. I hadn't either. But also like, I don't know. I guess you could say this about any any hoax. Like that's a little far-fetched. Yes. But I do think that there's something that like, there's something we want to believe about these hoaxes and that's yeah. why people believe them. Because, okay, so <sighs> this, is, point. this is like a stretch, but like I um, think about like the flood myth in the Bible. Like yeah. every culture has that story. Right. So in a way that was like a hoax of the time. Like, I mean, I don't know what you believe. I don't think there was a great flood, but for some reason, all cultures from all over the world have that story in their histories where it happened because it, because people wanted to believe they wanted to believe in redemption and starting anew and all the lessons of that story. So they they wanted that story to happen. And that's like why we like, I always think like, I think I started a rumor that the girl who plays Kimmy Gibbler, (laughs) died i think she's still alive i don't know where i got that though she's still alive because she's on that oh that's right that's right yeah man that really proved me wrong <laughs> well it really nice of them to have to like pull that show out of nowhere just to disprove your theory i know that was why it's inconsiderate but there's something like we want we want outlandish yeah. things like we want i don't know i hadn't thought of this but you're right like there's something sensational about it that we're drawn to mm-hmm. like zach morris I've, like I remember as a kid talking about how Zach, the actor who played Zach Morris, um, died in a in a convertible crash because he was on drugs. Like, why do we want to believe the bad things? These why weird do we want to believe that happened? It's, a, I don't it's like know. A, it's like a literal and figurative car crash. Like we just like want to see this. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the same reason we like hoaxes is the same reason people go to NASCAR. Like you just want to see something bad blow or up. Happen. Yeah. yeah. No, it's morbid. Yeah, we want to think like. Someone out there is like watching their children, you know, have coitus for the first time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, mean, we can't prove that that's not right, not real (laughs) ever. True, (laughs) allegedly, it's a hoax. Right, right. Um, I I also think we've maybe talked about this, like the idea, this like unfact checked meme culture has like created a habit of digesting it and accepting information without any citations or follow-up or research or looking into it. We just see an image in text and we're like, that must be true. Someone wrote it out. I know. Think about how much memes have changed the world because it's like, we're in this age where like people don't even read articles anymore. So like a meme, there's a, says a lot, there's a lot of words. In yeah. A meme. So you don't even need facts like you look at a meme and you believe something it makes you believe something you know um it's it's so true and it's also like depending on the source like if your good friend posts it and you sort of 
like trust that friend, you're like, oh, okay. Right. Turns out that's true. Right. And then you get into the idea that like, you know, like certain media sources because of the 24 hour news cycle, like they're just put putting things out there and it's like, oh, well, you know, like CNN posted it, so it must be legit. And then it turns out they didn't yeah. fact check it I well enough. I think the rule and- is like if Don Lemon said it, it's not true. <laughs> Don Lemon is my favorite. One of my favorite mm. things is when I wake up in the morning and Don Lemon is trending on Twitter. Like I'm like, I do like a little victory dance. I'm like, God is blessing me today. Don Lemon has done something stupid on air. Like, I absolutely love it. It's why like are pers- we talking about this? It's like this? a personal gift to you. Yes. That's why God does that. I love that. Yeah. Do you remember um, when Elizabeth Hasselbeck, like, printed something out on The View to prove oh, that it was no. right? Like, no. maybe when she was fighting with Rosie O'Donnell or something. Yeah. It was, like, something, like, you know, obviously one of her, like, conservative views or something. They spoofed it on SNL where Kristen Wiig played Elizabeth Hasselbeck and she printed something out and she was like, it wouldn't print if it wasn't true. It wouldn't <gasps> print if it wasn't true. And I feel like that's how people, some people think about like, it's not a stretch stuff on the internet. People like, believe that. Yeah. It couldn't be on the internet if it wasn't true. I know. But there's so much that's BS. Um, Am I making this up? For some freelance job, did you write articles for like a clickbaity website? Now we're getting into the embarrassing material. (laughs) Uh, It wasn't embarrassing because they were like paying you. I needed money. Yeah. Yeah, I needed money. And it wasn't like... It was, these weren't ho- this is separate these weren't hoaxes it was no. just like right like catchy titles right for, you know yeah you know those like shitty titles like at the bottom of an article yeah. like i would write those titles like yeah. like a million a day yeah like so they're you know terrible i think i think they're not the same but they're sort of one in the same no like no it is and hoaxy and it well it one it's trying to get the people who want to hoax yeah. like it'll be like you won't believe where the saved by the bell cast is it, now exactly. and then you click on it and it's like they're all over the country and like one of them has a kid you know like that's of them, two of them like are on tv shows right it's fine. a lot of them are like you won't believe what happens in this skateboarding video and it's like someone falls you know like it's like <laughs> clickbait it's, yeah totally mm-hmm. and i think th- they talked about this in this episode like the reason why these things are popular hoaxes and clickbait it's all about money you know mm-hmm. more page views more money yeah right um are you ready for our next clip heck yes all right here's another podcast i'm sure everyone knows and loves dearly savage love and it's this is episode 503 and um this so this 28 year old white male caller writes or he calls in and says i feel like an asshole in asking this but my girlfriend doesn't wear makeup anymore she doesn't wear her hair up or do her makeup or anything and he goes on to say that he's glad she's comfortable with him but he she he really wants her to like put some thought into her appearance and like wear something nice because he tries to look nice sometimes and he says i feel like an asshole but it's a legitimate feeling i have and i feel like i'm gonna get a lot of hate internet hate trolls perhaps yeah um so let's listen to what what dan says um i mean basically first he says i don't think you're being an asshole and he says that the caller is being taken for granted but he also has some extra advice I remember getting a letter years ago from a straight couple who before they married, after watching what happened to so many of their friends and to their parents, they had a pact. They swore a pact as they were getting married at that stage in their relationship where they were really trying to woo each other and making an effort to attract each other. The pact they made when they married was no schlubs. We are not going to turn into schlubs. We're not going to take each other for granted. I am going to try for you as you will try for me, and there will be no schlubbing. And it also gave them license, they said in this letter that ran in my column, to elbow each other in the ribs a little bit when schlubbery was creeping in around the edges. There was, of course, a sexist interpretation that could be applied to, or a sexist analysis or a misogynist analysis that could potentially be applied to schlubbery when he elbowed her. Not so much when she elbowed him, but still, you know, because there's so much more cultural baggage heaped up on women about their looks and about making an effort for men and about doing it for men and doing it for men. But if in the context of your relationship, it is mutual and egalitarian and you try for her as she tries for you, or you try for her in a way that she no longer tries for you, makes an effort for you, you make an effort for her, I think that you have an absolute right to bring that up. I don't know. Go on. I almost always agree with Dan Savage, mm-hmm. and I and I 
do here generally. I think he's he's not speaking in like absolutes, but I just feel like the assumption here is that um, wearing makeup should be the default for his girlfriend. But what if she wore makeup all the time to snag him? I I don't, I don't know. I guess I don't see the problem in that. Like she she can do whatever she wants, right? And like I get I I get if he is like, "Oh, I really I really love it. I think you're so pretty when you wear your hair in a bun or whatever guys straight guys like is it buns it must be buns you love my buns (laughs) um i think that's fine if she sort of is like oh i know he likes this i'll i'll do it every once in a while but i just don't think it's fair for him to be like you you used to wear makeup and now you don't because yeah guess what she probably prefers not to wear makeup who wouldn't to prefer not to wear makeup i guess i feel like i don't know i feel like if he if she was doing these things I, I guess I just feel like I've I've always worn makeup and done my hair every day and like nothing yeah. changed when I got married. Right. Like nothing literally nothing right. changed. I wasn't doing those things to snag a husband. Right. I was doing those things because it's how I like to be. Right. And I, I feel like it maybe sounds like she I don't know. I don't know enough about the story. But maybe she if she was doing those things, maybe she you know, was looking all hot and stuff. Yeah. And then she got a boyfriend and was like, I don't have to do this anymore. And and if he's still putting thought into his appearance, I mean, it's not like you have to look like a sex bomb. It's not no, sure. Okay. But it's like, <laughs> put bomb. thought into your appearance. It's funny because I always say, I told Justin this before we got married. I was like, if you gained 400 pounds, I would still love you. Yeah. And he looked at me and was like, hmm, can't say the same thing about <gasps> you. <laughs> and he was like and I was like wow and he was like no no but like I'd be worried about you right of course besides the obvious like you both are like athletic you both like to exercise a lot like that would be concerning like why why did this happen what's wrong with her yeah I guess but I but I have to say like I did gain weight when we got married you know I did the like happy and fat like well time to eat thing and you know like not excessively like it's not like I became some like extremely different looking person but to me it's the same like if no. alan was like you're you not g- wearing you gained 20 pounds like this is the, that was deception because you were 20 pounds lighter when we were dating and were you just being 20 pounds lighter to like catch me i and didn't now, think about it that way that would hurt yeah and it's like but gr- also granted, they're not you, but also they're not control. married they're not married i think it's different if you marry someone yeah. it's like i'm in with this person and i love this person yeah if you're dating it's like I don't know. I'm kind of like testing you out still. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But I still sort of see it as like that sort of expectation of appearance the same way. Like if we were talking about weight, I feel like we'd be like, oh, no way. She does not have to change her weight for him. And I kind I, of, but I don't know. But you know, the weight thing is different because I feel like no one's allowed to talk about weight well, at all. And also you can't really control your weight as much as you control whether you put yeah. makeup on or not, I guess. Right. It's it's definitely interesting. I mean, obviously, this is like a nuanced situation because mm-hmm. we like it's not clear to e- even either of us, you know. Right, right. And we're yeah. pretty opinionated. <laughs> I mean, I I mean, I'm on. I think I'm on his side, and I think you're on her side. I think I'm on her side. Yeah. I'm also like, it. Great. So if she doesn't want to wear makeup, and you've discovered that's very important to you, like maybe this is not a match. Yeah. But I think he's asking, it sounds like, ah, you have to listen to the whole clip because I don't even know. I don't yeah. remember if he's asking if he should say something or if, I mean, he says, I feel like an asshole. I think he's kind of curious about what other people think. Like, I think am he's I crazy? A, yeah, I think he's asking like if he's in the right or wrong. I think he's, I really like him. That's because the thing. I don't he's, think he's a bad guy. I like how he says, this is a legitimate feeling I have. Like, what if, I mean, that's a great way to put it. Like, I admit that this might be terrible, but I'm feeling it anyway. Yeah, totally. No, it's true. And and I think he is valid for feeling that. And that's why I say, like, no harm, no foul. If it's important to him and she doesn't want to, it might not be a match. Right. There are bad people. Yeah, you can pick. You know. Yeah. And I mean, that seems or like you, a, Or you could just, like, like, put makeup on her during the night so that she <laughs> wakes up and, like, she's like... Wow, my boyfriend who knows nothing about makeup like yeah. spruced me up and I look like <laughs> gem. Me up. That's honestly that's, that's, that's such good advice. I have to listen to the clip again. I'm sure that Dan recommended that. You know what? I do think he mentions it. Right. I think or maybe now that you've said it I'm just thinking about it, but yeah, have you ever done like um 
like couples counseling or like sex ed- like i feel like you'd be really good at dan savage's job oh, i should just take over some yeah. just like once yeah you'd be so good yeah. at that so good um are we ready for four yes so this one is a new podcast from i Com- love new podcast right oh, uh, yes. it's just always so exciting well that's the fun thing about podcasts and a podcast about podcasts is like people are creating these things like like mad right Almost so too many. I can't even keep on top of it. Ay, 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 ay. So this one is from comedian and actor Jamie Lee, who I know because Pete Holmes talks about her like on his podcast, and I think they're friends. But you may know her from Girl. Sounds like a hoax, but it sounds does sound like a hoax. She's on Girl Code on MTV. Um, she's been on Conan. Um, her podcast is all about like comically terrible situations. The best topic ever. It's called jamie lee's best of the worst it's not such a clever idea i love it yeah um they discuss like the best of the worst vacations best of the worst sex best of the worst advice etc etc um i love this idea i'm sorry to interrupt but it's like the worst stuff is always the best stuff like when i complain about stuff i'm not really complaining i'm like this was awesome it's like you just want to take note of it right yeah i'm like zach morris died in a car crash because he was on drugs the awesome. best of yeah. the worst. Also, what if every time we interrupted each other, we like chastise each other? Well, like at the end of the episode, I was like, Lauren, you interrupted me earlier. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna. Yeah, we should start keeping score. We should. Yeah, I we'd both be screwed. I think I'm losing. I'm definitely losing. I Go mean, on. Go on. No, I think I think it's good. We both interrupt each other. It keeps the flow of the podcast going. It's true. Um, on this episode, which is called Worst Celebrity Encounter. Um, her husband, Dan Black, is a guest. He's a comedian at UCB in LA. Um, and they discuss the worst celebrity encounters they've ever had. The best one on the episode is definitely Dan's interaction with Kanye West. I don't know if you're familiar with who that is. Oh, yes. Yeah, you're familiar? Uh, he, he According to Kanye West, he's the biggest celebrity on the planet. Um, according to me... He makes me want to gouge my eyes out. Oh, but he's so good. I know he is. I know he is. I, I acknowledge know, it. I know. But I just, I can't. Mm. We talked about this on mm. an earlier episode with the whole Kim. T. Swift and oh. Kanye feud, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, we did. I think we talked about that. Um, Dan was in a busy elevator when Kanye walked in, and here is what happened. And then I just go, uh, so like in that panic, I go, I wave, and I go, hey, Kanye. Right? And then Did you say it like that? I swear to God. Hey I go, Kanye. I go, hey Kanye. And then I turn to everyone and I go, everybody, it's Kanye. Stop. You I, said everybody, it's Kanye. You I did s- not tell me that part. I swear I did tell you this part. Because I called you right after it happened. I remember when it happened, but I don't remember you at following up Hey Kanye with everybody, it's Kanye. Yeah. I go. I go, hey, yeah. I go, hey, buddy, it's Kanye. Everyone looks at me like I'm a fucking lunatic. You know, he, me and him, make eye contact, and then he does nothing. He keeps his Oh, man, I wanted you to say he threw up the peace sign so badly. I wanted this to be a three peace sign kind of day. Well, that's a little bit of a, that's a little bit, it's an interesting aspect to this. So he looks, we're we're looking at each other, we're making direct eye contact. Yeah. I'll never forget it because I was like, I'm not moving eye contact. I'm going to keep it. Right, and then I I say that he he just keeps that straight face like he's so unaffected by my me going like hey it's Kanye he's so unaffected and then we keep eye contact the elevator doors close with us holding eye contact Ooh. nothing happened <laughs> okay do you know those like lizards that have those flaps on the side of their head that kind of like mm-hmm. um they they kind of like fan out when they're threatened or when they want to like look big yeah i, I always f- thought that was a hoax I, f- <laughs> I feel like that's kanye i feel like he is just like in his like animal brain he like has to keep eye contact with this guy who called him out to retain like power in the situation you know what i yeah. mean and i feel like what else would you say if you saw so kanye west weird. in an elevator hey kanye yeah <laughs> i do sort of love it because everyone's thinking that hey look it's kanye west it's but awkward I do, though i can i say something about yeah. this i don't I feel like this story, this wasn't a story. I it's hate a to hoax? say it. 
No, I believe it happened because it's not that interesting. No, so you're right. It's like you're he goes right. into the elevator and he says something, yeah. and he turns this into a. Everybody loved it when I said this. Like, <laughs> he does, so he, does he turns it into like I'm so funny, and like now the story's about him, and he really didn't do any. Like nothing happens in this story. Yeah. I I hate to shit on stories. Yeah, but I do applaud him for like having said the thing, right? Because it's guess. really not a story if he's I, like I suppose, but also. Might not have happened. What? Oh. In his head, he could have said it. Like, he... This is very possible, yeah, Eric Emsch. Give it. He could have fucking, like, saw Kanye West in the elevator and not, did nothing. And right. thought, I can't... I need to have a story. I'm going to say something. Because you can't say, like, I saw Kanye West in the elevator. Like, People what, are like, and, neat. And then what I saw it, him on the VMAs. Right. I don't know. This story just kind of well, underwhelms listen, me. I, I, I can't... Like, you... I have had those situations in my life where it's like you have an encounter that's like sort of remarkable and you thought of a better way for it to have gone. And then maybe you like sneak a little bit of that version into it. And then maybe a little more sneaks in by the third time you tell it, fourth time you tell it, like you're like, I made out with Kanye, I, me and Kanye, right. like recorded an album in an elevator. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're right. That does happen. Yeah. You know, that track church in the wild. <laughs> Yeah, elevator, me and Just, Kanye. Just uh, listen to the beats in the background. That's right. me. Right. Ooh, those are your beats. I always, I know your beats from anywhere. Yeah, you can really tell them. Yeah. They're pretty distinct beats. Yep. As the kids say. Yep. <laughs> um, Wait, can you talk about any celebrity encounters you've had? Oh, I, yeah, I guess I've had a good amount because I've been in publishing and worked with like, I don't know, Some interviewed fancies. people. But like the best, I think I have like one Good one. I was at dinner at this. Oh God, I forget what it's called. This Italian restaurant in Midtown with my dad, and Olive um, Garden. Oh yes, my dad loves Olive Garden. The breadsticks. He just like orders a bunch of breadsticks and like puts them in his hands and like beats me on the head with them. And he's like breadsticks. <laughs> Wait, can I interrupt your? It's story? Like why we go there? I have another interrupting point, but can I interrupt your story and say, uh, I was traveling with some friends um, out of state to a rural area, and we stopped at Olive Garden. On our on our way, I saw the photo because I we felt it. sort of nostalgic about yeah. it. Eric, we went to Olive Garden on one of our first dates. We did, yes, when we were just new friends. Oh my gosh, we saw a movie. <gasps> and we went to Olive Garden. What movie? I don't remember the movie. Okay. I only remember the Olive Garden. But Ugh. I swear to God, in Chapel Hill. Yes, that's hysterical. Uh-huh. Well, I I was trying to repeat that date by going to Olive Garden. I I it's it's. Oh, you went Something. there? You actually ate no, the food there. No, we ate inside of it. Oh, I thought menu, you just took a, and si- the, a picture in front no, of the sign. No, no, no. That is dedication. So we're ordering I don't our think entrees, which by the way, I'm like, can I have the like five cheese ziti? I don't know. And she's like, yeah, of course. Um, You get a second entree. Like you get an entree to go. What do you want your entree to go to be? <laughs> I was like. You're like too many entrees. Yeah. So like no, when the meal was over entrees. and I felt like. Like Veruca Salt in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Is that the one? No. What's the Violet Beauregard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one, the big blow up one. Mm-hmm. I had to be rolled out of the restaurant and they were like, oh, here's your second I entree. I feel like to I go. would have been like, um, I did not enjoy my entree. Thank you for giving me another one. Like, <laughs> also, like, first, what'd you do with it? Did you throw it out the window while you guys were driving? No, really we fast? kept it in the fridge and then, like, didn't eat it because. Oh, who, that's probably what who happens. Who wants more Olive Garden after you've had Olive Garden within the fir- no. within a year? It's no, you only need to go to the Olive Garden for nostalgic reasons, like yeah. once every fifteen no, years. No, it satisfies you for years. One bite of the breadstick, you're like, this no. is and the you know best what? thing ever invented. Second bite, you're like, this is garbage and I should not be eating it. I don't even have to go for the next fifteen years because just listening to your story, no, like you, that was, I'm done. You're filled up. It's yeah. good. So we were actually not at the Olive Garden with my dad. He does not enjoy so the breadsticks. We were at a different Midtown Italian restaurant. Yes, yes. Um, and Conan O'Brien was sitting at the table next <sighs> to us, and I had definitely been drinking. And <laughs> that doesn't sound like you, that right? Sound and right. my dad and I were leaving the table, and I got up, and I mean, it's just one of those things. I'm not making this up, like that guy with the elevator story. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you can ask my dad. I'm calling, I'm calling hoax. <laughs> you can call Brian and ask him about this. <laughs> I will. I but already I, texted your mom today. I just ran up to his table and I said, I'm watching you, funny man. And I put my finger in his face and then I turned around on my heels and walked away. And people are like, what did he do? And I'm like, I have no idea because I didn't stick around. And I wish I would have. Yeah. Someone was like, you should have watched his show to see yeah. if he said like crazy person. Yeah. 
But anyway. Crazy person points finger in my, my face. F- I'm, but you know what? That's the kind of celebrity encounter I like. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I have. Like a, hit, like a hit and run. Yeah. 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 And I, you, you got to d- commit. Because, you know, if you see a celebrity, you really do only have that one chance. Yeah, it's true. And I didn't want to say anything like, I love you, you know. Like, yeah. Mm, you get here's that all day. I Well, probably. Mm-hmm. I was um, on the street one night late. Also, I had been drinking. This was many years ago. And I saw a big theater theater person like she's a she's not a famous person she's she's been in tv and film and stuff but she's mostly famous for theater um and i was like passing her on the crosswalk and i just yell jackie hoffman and she goes without skipping a beat no thank you (gasps) (laughs) that's like getting slapped with breadsticks from the olive garden i was like so horrified at the time and then like the next morning i was like yes of course it was like three or four like obnoxious i mean that's kind of like the Kanye West elevator story, except yeah, I right. believe that you did it. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it is true. Cool, because that's not a flattering story for me. So of course, why would I like? Why? How did he? He spun his story though to make like himself cool. sound hilarious. Well, and if if I were to tell my story his way, it would have been like everyone on the sidewalk was like high five. Right. Me Everybody were like loved that I did that. Also, yeah. I was. Um, Billy- it's not too late. We can like re-record that segment You're and like right. you can say that everyone did that. Okay, rewind. Mm-hmm. I saw Jackie Hoffman mm-hmm. and she smooshed me on the mouth. Oh my god, yeah, that yeah. is not. She a told hoax. me she was a big fan of mine. Oh my. Yeah. How sweet. She's she a sweet. Yeah. I also, Billy Eichner was filming right outside my work and I was coming back from like getting lunch and I could not help myself. I was like staring so hard at him and his camera crew was right back. Like he was filming, like he was in the middle of filming. He wasn't talking to someone, but he was like going to find someone, his show Billy on the street. And I was staring at him so hard and I couldn't help. I yelled out, I love you. And he looked at me and like mouth, thank you. But he, you could tell he just, just like, don't talk to me. Like. I'm trying to find right. people who don't know who I am. And he was like, right. avo- he was like avoiding. That was very sweet of him, was. though. I know it was like sweet. that was nice. He's like, I know your he, like, love is strong, but you hold me, your feelings in. He was in. also like, you're obnoxious. Can you stop? Yeah, yeah. but he, but he, he could have been a jerk and just not completely you're right. ignored, ignored you. It. And that wouldn't have even been that jerky, honestly. Like, yeah, no, not at all. Like I was a crazy person just yelling, like blurting out to him. No one high five me. After it's that. worth it to do those things. Sometimes you do it for you. Yeah. Should we do our segments? Let's do it. Um, oh, I hate this segment once again. We're not allowed to say Ugh. anything. Do you have anything to get out of your system really quick? Because like after this, it's like all over. No, I know. I I just I have to keep. I have to be strong. I have to keep it inside. You know. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is from the kind of woman or kind of man edition. Um, host is Aisha Harris. The guest is Jen Richards, and. Um, on this episode of Represent, the Slate culture writer, who's Aisha, she talks to this writer and actor and transgender activist, Jen Richards, about Magic Mike star Mike Bomer being cast in the role as a transgender sex worker in the upcoming film Anything. And Jen actually says it's dangerous because trans women, transgender women are dying because of these, because of this, because of men, heterosexual men representing transgender women yeah. on film. Sorry. Yeah. And because um, it, it's really telling people that transgender women are really just men, which strengthens men's insecurities to accept transgender women as real women. And I remember seeing Jen's like Twitter like rant, and I thought it was so interesting to follow. She's so smart and has so many good points. And listen to the whole clip because Jen yes. talks about other movies like The Danish Girl. Yes. Um, and whether or not the Danish girl was damaging. And she was actually consulted in the writing of that film. Mm-hmm. I know this is supposed to be no comment. I'm not supposed to be talking, but I wanted to set it up. No, you needed to set it up. And I will also just say, we've talked, we talked in earlier, earlier podcasts, earlier episodes about, um, the Caitlyn Jenner mm-hmm. TV show. What's it called? My life with Kate or I don't know. something. Kate. All about, all about, I am Kate. Kate. Oh yeah. <laughs> all about that Kate. Um, and Jen Richards actually is on the show as sort of one of her, um, one of her, I mean, you know, the friends, like there's this, there's this group of trans women and she's in them. I don't know if they're all really friends, but she's wonderfully smart and it was uh, fun to see her in that show as well. So if you love her on this podcast, you could go check out, check her out on that show. Okay. Let's listen. When Matt Bomer, when Eddie Redmayne, when Jared Leto, when all of these other men take a role to play a trans woman, they are in the side of HB2. They're in the side of every anti-trans discrimination. Mm-hmm. They're on the side of, of every man who harasses us, attacks us, or discriminates, discriminates against us because they are saying that trans women are ultimately a type of man. 
And that's my real issue. Yeah. And the reason I got so passionate about this and why I, I maybe did get a little bit hyperbolic is because trans women are dying and they've been dying for years and the rates aren't going down. The, the, the murders aren't stopping. It's systemic oppression across the board. I mean, it's, it's unemployment, it's housing, it's ousted from spiritual communities, from schools, you know, it's, it's rates of HIV and addiction and suicide and yes, actual abject violence. At least 19 trans women have been murdered this year and they're women who are already on the margins. It's almost exclusively a young black and Latina trans women who are often engaged in sex work in order to survive. Mm-hmm. And they are killed by men who are already intimate with them and then are afraid that being with a trans woman somehow impugns their masculinity mm-hmm. or questions their sexuality. And these are straight men who don't want that. You know, it's not about uh, them being closeted gay. It's, it's about a, like a kind of deeper root of homophobia because they're actually straight men who are attracted to trans women. This is a hard one mm-hmm. to note, to, to note, comment, to not comment. No comment. That's hard. Gives you something to think about. Yep. I'm, I'm so grateful for our no comment section. It's like, it's, we're getting better. We still talk about it a lot, but. a little bit, but I, I think it also encourages us to find, um, clips that like we kind of have no business talking about. And so it's, we're getting good perspectives. I like it. Okay. Good. Well done. Good good clip. Good Lauren. show. That's neat. Um this week's podcast bay is um a podcast called Accused, which was created by the Cincinnati Inquirer. So we've made it no secret that we L O B E True Crime podcasts and TV and stuff like that. So it's no surprise that I've become hooked on this podcast. Um, it's an eight episode podcast that follows the case of Elizabeth Andes, who was found murdered in her, in her Ohio apartment in 1978. Have you heard of this podcast? No. Have you included into it? Uh-uh. Laura, you'll flip. <gasps> you'll flip. I love all things Ohio. I, honestly, it's like, it's like serial. It's like the se- second season of serial that we all deserved. Oh man. Yeah. Thank and God. And Ohio, it's, the crime takes place in Oxford, Ohio, which is where Miami University is. She was my ah, Miami University student. So what you're saying is maybe it was our best friend, Patty. It might have been Patty. Patty went to Miami. My and husband was, went to Miami. Oh, and maybe they're in cahoots. My mom went to Miami and was went there at this time. And the plot thickens. So it might have been my mom. Um, I asked her about it and she didn't remember it. But That sounds like something oh, someone would say who was very, very involved. Um, it, it's a really compelling case, though. This The premise is a little bit simple and straightforward, but don't let that trick you because it's a really fascinating case with a lot of great details. Um, a- after the murder happened, the police immediately decided that the killer was the boyfriend. Um, then They then sort of like, he, they got a confession out of him, but it was after a 15-hour interrogation. And after, he later, by the way, after like an like after like forty five minutes, I'd be like, "All right, I did it. I guess." If you told me I, I couldn't up. have a snack for a half hour, I'd be like, "I'll say Just whatever you want." Yeah. yeah, completely. And he re- quickly redacted it and said, "No, he was coerced into it. He felt like he was in this torturous situation." Um, and then two two juries disagreed with the police. Um, it's it's really really interesting the way it went down. There are so many juicy details. Um, they ultimately the podcast sets out to determine whether like justice was served or whether the killer, the boyfriend is walking free. Um, they talked to the boyfriend like present day and a lot of the friends and classmates of Elizabeth Andes. Um, so it's really interesting to hear their perspectives so many years later. Um, it's, it's, it's really good. And, and like I said, it's got a personal connection for us because it's Miami university of Ohio. Um, but even if you don't have a personal connection to Ohio or Miami, uh, you'll really love diving into this true crime podcast. True crime podcasts are hot. So hot right so now. So hot. Again, it's called Accused um, and created by the Cincinnati Inquirer. I'm glad you brought that up because I am going to love that. You I'm going to really, love the shit out of that. You really are going to love it. And the, the at least the first few episodes are like in the 30 to 40 minute range. So it's like slightly less, less of a commitment, but it's so good. I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Amanda Hunt is the narrator, um, and she's she's very good. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Check it out. Well, I love learning things on my podcast. <laughs> this it's, was educational. Yeah. No, I do like that. I really yeah. like being 
we tip each other off to, mm-hmm. to good stuff. Because I feel like we run in different podcasts. Like I'm we on do. I'm on Stitcher. Yeah. You're on iTunes. Yeah, so correct. We've discovered I'm on different things. Yeah. Because they'll promote different things and right. we'll find different things through, through search and stuff. Right. It's true. And I basically just every morning I get up and I do a Stitcher search for Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm waiting for some sort of Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. Yep. And there yep. isn't one yet. So somebody make one so I can listen to it. Yeah. And I basically just open iTunes every morning and search like boobs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And um, just We're having based a, Well, on that's that. for our boob special next week. Ex- the, yeah. Our boob special will be right. next week. It's just yes. like boob podcasts. <laughs> oh, can't so wait. So all you boob fans out there, get ready. This is when it would be really helpful to have some sound effects. Oh, like, shit. Honk, honk. Ooga. Hubba, hubba. Okay, I think we have to end it there. Oh, thanks for listening, guys. You're the best. As always, a big thank you to our editor, Kara Hughes. And make sure to tweet us at Love Your Podcast and email us at loveyourpodcast at gmail.com. Send us with clips. Any clips you have, yes. podcasts you like, or just to say hello. Yeah, please. You guys are stellar. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.